my top five podcasters, Chris, 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 Chris Lambert, and probably myself, but this ain't about that. The mundane festival is where you at. If you've been tapped in, you know what's up. If you're a first-timer, hey, welcome to the club. The cost of admission is simply a subscription. Then rating and reviewing it wherever you're listening. Don't worry about change-ups. The cast won't break up. Even with that million-dollar contract, show up a stand-up guy who's a stand-up comedian with a stance on everything from food to media. So welcome to the show. Please take your seat. Let's find out what he's got in store this week. Who, me? I'm Don. Will you open the act? Thanks for coming out. Please clap. The Mundane Festival with your host, Chris Lambert. Hey, everybody, welcome back. To another edition of the Mundane Festival Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Lambert, recording this for Sunday, October 1st, 2023. Remember, as always, you can subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast listening apparatus. If you're really into this thing, go over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Give this show a five-star review. Let everybody know why you like it, because it's simply the right thing to do. And if you would like to take your love and appreciation of this show to an even deeper level, go over to patreon.com slash mundane festival. Subscribe. It's three bucks a month for hours and hours and hours of bonus content. This is episode 678. There's no guest. It's just me sitting here in my apartment on a relatively early Sunday morning, the first day of October. On a sunny day, on a a day that's becoming sunny, after several days of cloudy, uh, dull weather, where uh, New York City was, mainly Brooklyn, was uh, underwater, and I had to cancel one of my spots. I was going to make my debut at a place that I'd never been before, and the weather gods did not uh, permit that and I didn't want to risk my life or time or really just uh, I don't think risking my life but I think maybe risking the life of my my new vehicle uh, I didn't I don't want to get involved and I hope that um, things can be rescheduled and worked out and uh, I think that uh, I think I'll just leave it at that <laughs> I'll just leave it at that for now I hope uh, I hope uh, things can work out. But uh, yeah, it was really bad. At least once or twice a year. uh, I haven't seen that much flooding on. I saw it all on the news and and on Twitter. And I was like, I'm not going out in that. There's no way I'm going out in that. Here in Jersey, the weather was, was... It was just rainy. At least where I'm at, it wasn't too bad. It was just a lot of rain all day. And, um, but I still just didn't go anywhere. Uh, I ordered expensive ass takeout that I shouldn't have done. DoorDash and Uber Eats is, is, uh, convenient in the clutch, but, uh, that shit is expensive. It's really expensive. Um, yeah, so I just, I didn't do anything. 
uh, the night before. Let's let's just talk about let's talk about some comedy. I always start off with comedy. I had a show on Thursday night at um, Nears Tavern. This show called Shine, the Shine Box Comedy Show, and it's in Woodhaven, Queens, and it's run by Chris Costelli. And uh, shout out to him for having me. Uh, it took me over an hour to get there and about a half an hour to find parking. It's like one of those like cozy neighborhoods that's like you're driving through the city, but then you get you you go you get on the Jackie Robinson, you pass the airport, you go you get on the Jack Jackie Robinson Thruway or Parkway, whatever it's called. And then you get you get into these like nice little neighborhoods. But the thing about these nice little neighborhoods, there's really no parking. All these houses are like smushed together. And then there's like these little strips of places where you can park. There's tons of driveways, so you can't block the driveway. You'll get towed. Then there's places where you think there's parking. Then it's like, no, there's cones up. And they say, don't park here. And I thought for my the first time in almost 50 years, 50 years, it seems like 50 15 of almost 15 years of doing stand-up in New York City. Almost thinking I was going to have to turn around and, and go home. But I've thankfully found parking on the same, pretty much the same block as the bar. So I made it. Um, and uh, it was nice. It was a nice, it was a nice uh, bar. It's a very, like, um, very just, like, it was just like it was just tucked away from all of the bullshit of the city from all of this it it, it seems very safe and cozy and this is the the Woodhaven area of Queens I don't think I've ever been in that area doing a show or anything I know I've driven past it it's kind of close to Bushwick I think if I'm not mistaken uh New Yorkers who listen to this podcast will probably know what I'm talking about, but it was it was nice. I I uh, it was just like tucked away, walked in there. There's the bar area, and then they just got this like, it's not it's not even really like sectioned off. It's just this back room. It's it, it, what 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 I would consider a back room, and then they had like, man, I want to say thirty or forty people in there enjoying a comedy show. It was loud in there. But um, I once I got on stage, I saw some comics that I hadn't seen. Uh, one comic that I hadn't seen in a while, so that was cool. I saw her, and I was like, uh, I was like, uh, hey, oh my god! And I was like, can I hug you? I was like, I haven't seen you in a minute. So it's like, and it wasn't a creepy, it wasn't a creepy thing. I'm not like, I'm not like one of those people that are like, give me a hug. I'm like. It was just like I was so happy to see that person. Uh, so it was it was nice because you see somebody that's like, um, yeah, it was just nice to see people. And I think I, I'm still I don't know about other people, or other comics, but I'm still seeing people that I haven't seen before COVID, you know, and uh, it, it was just nice to nice to be there. But I really liked I really liked that room and I, I got up there. And just had fun, was just like kind of talking to them. And 
I forgot that I forgot because I hadn't been up in a, a, maybe a week and a half or two weeks. And I was a little rusty, but I did fine. I did. I did well, but it was just like, ah, I'm glad that I glad that I'm getting this in. And uh, was just kind of work, trying to work on new stuff, trying to be more lucid. So it was just a, a fun set and a good crowd. And I, I had some uh, fish and chips which were which was good and uh but that to me that was and it was raining it was raining that night and that was pretty bad so i can imagine how it what must have been on friday because after driving through that that was that was like an hour and change and it normally wouldn't take that long maybe it would take 45 minutes if if it takes an hour to get somewhere uh, from where I live to into the city or in anywhere into the city, whether it be Brooklyn or Queens, uh, then that's that's a lot. And f- especially for a weeknight, that it's it's a lot. And the rain has a lot to do with it. The way people drive, people. Uh, I remember coming back up here from from Maryland. Um, I came back through Philly, or just going, just going ninety five, and it was raining really bad. And just people, just I just don't, I don't know what it is. I can't put my finger on it. They drive faster when it's raining, and it just makes things worse. And you look at these, you look at Google Maps, and you see all this red. It's just like, oh my god, I, I just, ugh, and. I saw all this red on Friday and I was like, mm, I, I'm not going to do it. And I saw on Facebook where one of my um, friends on Facebook was like, yeah, I canceled. I canceled all my spots. And I was like, yeah, I'm not going to go. It's not worth it. Um, it just isn't. I love this game. I love this glorious game like the great Black Thought says, but uh, uh, not when when. uh my life could be on the line or just damaging a vehicle. It's just, it's insane. I don't want to do it. Um, but I did have fun at Shinebox at, at near Shinebox comedy show. Shout out to Chris Costelli and, um, at Nears Tavern. It was nice. It was just one of those, like, and there were people of all races and, and colors and religions in there. That too. It's, it was very like a cozy fucking place. There are people playing cards outside under the awning. They were like, I don't know if it was they were playing cards and or dominoes or something. Uh, they were doing that. It was just, I just really liked that vibe. Just people out, people out together, and uh, yeah, it was really nice. Um, last night I did this show, did a, a college. I hadn't done a college in a long time. I opened for. Uh, Adam Oleansis, one of my comedian buddies, uh, hadn't seen him in a while. And um, he asked me to open. And I was like, yeah, all right. He told me how much it would be. I was like, all right, let's do it. Yeah, of course. And then then I was like, oh, shit. College. What the fuck? And it's like a family weekend. And that's one of the events I I would assume I'd, I'm assuming that's probably like the closing event for freshmen 
and their uh, parents. And it was a it was a 600 seater. And I was nervous. I hadn't been this nervous about a show in a long time. I get I have I have the butterflies before I go on. Uh, But it's I'm at the point where it's not going to. It's not going to keep me from doing it, but it's just going to I'm just a little on edge. And. uh, And I was I just was I was texting a friend and, and she was like. I was like, yeah, I'm just I'm nervous about this because I haven't done a college in a long time. I don't know how the fuck I'm going to relate to these people. And she's like, oh, what school is it? She's like, oh, I was told her SUNY New Paltz. She's like, well, it's a state school. They're regular people. They're just people. And I was like, you're right. You're fucking right. They're just people. And then I got this text from a friend who uh, who sent me this uh, Instagram reel about common uh promoting depends under undergarments and talking about prostate cancer and i think he sent it to me i think he i don't know what his reason for sending it to me i think he thought it was going to be funny and common is like 51 years old so he's older than hip-hop and and cuz he and i think he knows that commons in my top 5 so i i said i'm going to talk about that on stage tonight i'm opening with that i'm opening with this common thing so he sends me this and i just wrote him back like cuz commons my favorite rapper and you're when your favorite rap one of your favorite rappers does something you're going to like pay attention to it and i know people make fun of him about his acting and uh and stuff, but he's one of the he's, uh, top five dead or alive lyricists for me, MC or whatever. And I'm looking at it. He's like, yeah, you know, uh, he said, it's not funny, but he was like, yeah, you know, you get checked for prostate cancer. And um, and I was like, man, my he's like, my dad died up from it. And you could get like checked up, checked out. It doesn't hurt, blah, blah, blah. And depends is, is sponsoring yada 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 and i said man i wonder if i if i'm old enough to get that yet do i need that i need to get a probably get a colonoscopy and i just wrote that to him i was like i need to get checked and he didn't write anything back i think he just thought me thought i was gonna be like lol or laughing emoji or some shit but i i so i got on stage and i said oh my god hog go hawks that was their name i got a yeah, all right. And then I said, you know, when I was, I said, I, I was just honest with them. And I said, you know, when I got asked to do this show, I was like, yeah, let's do it. Then I was like, oh, my God, how am I going to relate to college kids? I have, you know, I'm old. And I said, you know, I said, I know I'm, I forgot how I said it, but I said, you know, you're old when one of your favorite rappers is doing ads for depends and i said like yeah hip-hop is really is 50 years old something something along the lines of that i opened with that and they laughed and i just said i'm just gonna do my act because really it was just supposed to be a clean show i didn't curse or anything the parts where i would normally curse i just didn't and uh, they, I had a good time with them. And I just kind of told them, like, 
and enjoy enjoy this time learn what you need to learn graduate and don't let anybody uh uh steer you from your dreams you know and and they like that and I, I told them a story that I gotta put on wax one day so I'm hoping uh I'm hoping maybe sometime around this time next year that an album will be in the works or I'll do a special or whatever I'll record something and and get that but yeah so that was that was um ended up being a really good time I was worried and I think that nervousness just made me want to prepare more and think about you know what I was going to do so I was I was locked in after that joke I just I just did my act the stuff that I was working on and a little bit of old and and new and uh it went well and um yes that was fun uh so comedy is fun the October 20th and 21st I'm I'm at the Boca Black Box in Boca Raton Florida I'm headlining some shows I think I'm opening for a band and then I'm opening for Tim Meadows of SNL fame. So it's going to be really nice. I'm excited to meet him. Um, black actors, hashtag black actors. Um, excited about that. So yeah, I've never been to Florida. If you have any wrecks for Boca Raton, I don't know. I should probably hit up Jared Freed. I think his parents, his parents live down there. So I'm going to, I'm probably going to hit him up and, See if I can go somewhere if I have time. I don't know. Probably have to find a a brunch spot. If I don't get any recommendations, I'm going to Publix. (laughs) Excuse me. Getting over this cold. Oh, I still I'm I think I'm over it, but water break every now and then. I kinda every now and then I follow. Um I kind of get get a cough, but yeah, so that's where I'll be. Um, that's the next big show that I'm doing. And um, if things come up, I'll tweet it. I'll post about it. All of that jazz. Uh, this past week was uh, September 26th was Last of Us Day. And a lot of the nerds who I follow on um YouTube and social media were kind of were pissed that uh, there there were no new announcements about an update for the Last of Us factions that was supposed to come out and or we were just supposed to get uh, updates on. They just they just got merch and they had Troy Baker, who voiced the character of Joel, did a concert like a mini concert that they recorded, I think last year or something and they streamed that on twitch it was pretty cool he was singing the songs and stuff uh but not much there's a poster that looks pretty cool but i you know it would be nice if they did i think they discounted some of those statues of like of joel ellie and abby and i and i think there's also a clicker i would like if that company that did those last of us part two figures just gave us a Gave us a an Abby action figure, or and uh, and maybe a Lev. I would have bought that, or or a or a Last of Us Part One with Joel and Ellie action figures. I would have liked that. That would have been cool. But other than that, 
Naughty Dog is working on stuff. And, and when they put stuff out, it's usually high quality. I know people were pissed about that. Um, the port or whatever. I don't know. With the with uh, the PC. But if you're going to play The Last of Us, just get a fucking PlayStation. Get a PlayStation 5. Everybody knows if, if you're a hardcore computer gamer... Just, just get even. You can, you can, you can get a, you can get a PS Five, and play those games. It's nothing. It's nothing wrong with that. I, I don't see the big deal. But I guess they want to do those mods and do all kinds of crazy shit that that they want to do. But me, I just kind of play the game as they give it. There's supposed to be like a director's cut of Part Two. Uh, I wonder what all would be in there, like stuff that they say they cut out but didn't. I don't know if they filmed it or not or whatever, but man, when they put when they whenever they put stuff out, it's high quality and I can wait. If you if you want us to wait, I'll wait. There's plenty of games that I need to be playing. I played a little bit of Sifu. Again, it's just fucking hard, but it's it's a fun game. I have not played 2K with uh Dame Lillard and Giannis. That was a hell of a trade. That's that's that just makes me more excited about this season. Um, that I mean that puts them in the running for being the Eastern Conference champions. Um, nobody said anything about their reserves, about their bench. the The big thing is, oh my God, what would you know? What are we gonna do with Drew Holiday? You know, his feelings are hurt. Um, I understand that. I understand being a part of an organization that you helped win a chip for, but it's a business. They don't care about you. And if Giannis can't play anymore, they'll be ready to get rid of him too. When that happens, hopefully years and years down the line, when he's ready to leave, hopefully he leaves on his own terms. That's all you can really hope for. Um, I'm, I don't know. I just, I just think that, um, the, you know the thing that did it for me, and this is just being older. And when when I see Joe Montana in a Kansas City Chiefs jersey, that changed everything for me. When Joe Montana, when I saw that, like the early nineties, nineteen ninety one, I believe I'm not a hundred percent sure off the off the top of my head, but I remember seeing that video game Joe Montana Sports Talk Football, and he's on the cover. With in a Chiefs jersey, I'm like, it could happen to anybody. It happened to Michael Jordan, arguably one of the most famous athletes of of all all time. He was wearing a Wizards jersey. That's because he came back. But if you, but as far as Joe, Joe Montana did it for me, when I saw him in that jersey, I was like, yo, it could happen to anybody in sports, anybody. So I don't know why people continue to be surprised at seeing dudes switch teams or wanting to leave and this and that. Um, It's not a big surprise to me. If you're young, I get it. But if you're like 35 in this day and age and like, I can see you being mad about a player leaving, but surprised? No. Come on. Really? Because when I was a kid, it was Cal Ripken. Cal Ripken played for his whole career as an Oriole. 
who are who are doing well this this season. I hope they continue. I hope they I hope they win it. Um Yeah, it it it's um I like to see that stuff happen. I like to see the moves. It makes it fun. You make the trades in the video games. The video games do it for you now. You used to have There used to be a time when a trade went down, you'd have to go and manually do it. So it's gonna be fun. I saw on Instagram where he had his two was carrying Dame was got off the plane, was carrying his two sons into walking through Milwaukee, uh, kind of a little parade. And then he put up some shots in the, in the practice facility. So I'm hoping big, big things from Milwaukee. Um, yeah, it's exciting to see all that, to see those trades happen. Drew holiday will be all right. He'll hopefully go to a contender and, um, help, help, a help a team. So I'm, I'm good with it. Uh, what else with uh, sports, football, USC and Colorado? I mean, I wasn't. I was. Ex- I was expecting USC to win, but I didn't know it was going to be that close. And it got to a point where I was looking at the score. I was like, "Ooh, I'm gonna watch. Finish watching this movie. <laughs> I don't. I don't like seeing them get beat. But those kids, man. At least Shador, who's the leader of the team, who's the, who's the. You know, other than Dion, he's. You know, it's college football, but. He's essentially Shador Sanders is essentially the face of that team. He had a smile on his face. He seems like he's a he's a he is a professional. Um, I was listening to um, what's my man? What's my man? That's funny. Former NBA player Jeff Teague. He was talking about it on his podcast. He was like, you know, nobody has that media training like. Shador and Shiloh they they really are are really composed and hopefully that spreads he was saying something like hopefully all those kids on that team are taking cues I'm paraphrasing but hopefully all those kids are taking cues from him for those two guys and they just seem to be like good kids man and I think I mean, Dion did say that's the worst will be that lost to Oregon, uh, and they nobody nobody nobody's playing defense at USC or Colorado, but they ran up that score. That's that forty eight to forty one. That was pretty big, and then you think like barring a few mistakes, they probably they could prop could have probably upset them. So that that team is is in the mix, and they're they're doing it. And in a couple years, I was telling my mother, I was like. You know they they'll probably lose today, but uh, you know the, it it's um he's gonna get kids that want to play for him that are going to want to play for him, and he's gonna snag a lot of these top prospects. You know, so I hope they continue to do well. People are still showing up at the games, and it's it's infectious what he's brought to Boulder, and I don't think that fan base has seen that in a long time. So. I'm hoping uh, just, you know, continue success. And this kid, Caleb Williams, <laughs> I mean, that's a, that's a high, that's your, that's last year's Heisman Trophy winner. So um, he's probably going to be a, a high pick in the draft. They played two Heisman candidates back to back. So someone was saying on Twitter, like they're, they're very, 
those Pac-12 teams kind of cannibalize each other. Like, they beat the shit out of each other in conference. And, uh, you know, the, that's just kind of how it is. So, and the homie Tim Hall, who is on the latest Patreon episode, we reviewed uh, No One Will Save You. We just talked a little more extensively than I did about No One Will Save You. Um, and then we had a real big, uh, nice conversation about the creator, which is uh, which just came out uh, this past week. That's out this weekend, rather. Um, so that's there. And he was telling me about this, the, the quarterback for uh, um, Washington, UW, because that's where he's at, Washington. What's it? I know his last name is uh, Penix. I can't get his full name, but I think even he's a, a Heisman candidate. Let me see. Uh, quarterback Michael Penix Jr. Yeah. So that'll be fun to watch when they play them. So yeah, it's just it's just fun with sports, sports, sports all around. I'm looking forward to to Duke basketball. I know that's that's uh blasphemy is it's kind of blasphemy in the black community. I think one of the fi- at least one or two of the Firestarter guys like Duke. I'm not sure if it's Bob. I'm, I'm not 100%. But then that makes me feel like I'm in good company when I'm on the side of of of, uh, of that with them. Uh, and mainly because I like this kid, Jared McCain, who's a freshman. He looks like one of my cousins. But I started following him on um, YouTube. There's this uh, YouTuber named that he goes by Nick in the Cut. And he does these basketball documentaries and stuff. So he's been following Jared McCain for quite some time. And then that I just kind of stumbled upon uh, his stu- his channel and I follow him. And so Jared McCain's featured hours and hours of footage of him, you know, training, prepping, playing in these games. So I'm looking forward to seeing what he does. Um, so I'll try to pay more attention to uh, to that. Just kind of like how I like uh Paige Beckers, and I hope she is uh, healthy and comes back and starts busting people's ass, man. Helping out, help out AZ Fudd, you know. Um, so that's sports. Looking forward to football. I guess Taylor Swift is going to be at this Jets game. Maybe I don't know if she's uh, touring or not. But I, I I heard the ticket prices went up for that. I I don't know, man. That that uh. Good luck to them both. I, I've I said online that that breakup album is going to be fire. Uh, I don't know, and and then there's some people saying like I don't know what uh, if Travis Kelsey knows what he's getting into. Um, but I think with the, with the Swifties, you know. But um, I don't know, man. That's got That has to be fun if you're doing what you do best. And a woman who's like, who you like, any woman you like, let alone her being a superstar that comes to see, watch you do what you do. That's that's pretty cool. And I said, you know, if Selena Gomez came to one of my stand up shows, Selena Gomez or Sid Fatty, my favorite <laughs> Instagram model, 
if if they came, I would be like, I think I put that, I I put that, but nobody gave a shit uh, on on X uh, that Russell Wilson uh, picture where he's crying after he beat Green Bay. I think they won the Super Bowl that year, but when he they had that uh, crazy win over Green Bay and he was like crying and thanking God, I would be I'd be like that if if one of them came to my show. Oh my God, are you are you kidding me? I remember one time this girl that I like came to when I was in college came to a show, and my parents had come to the show twice. I was this is another Al Bundy moment. This is another Polk High, a Polk High moment here. Uh, I was doing a production of a funny thing happened on the way to the forum. This was my sophomore year. It was a spring musical. I had this role. The I had the role of Miles Gloriosus, who was a soldier, and he was very braggadocious, very into himself, very cocky, so unlike who I am as a real person. I'm very humble and very meek individual, not boisterous at all, but... I'm an artist and I had a job to do. Um, and so I did that job of playing this asshole soldier. And I remember my parents saw it first and they were like, you did a great job. They brought, you know, then I think they came back the next weekend and brought some, uh, friends and family, uh, or, and whatnot. And, uh, yeah, it was a good time. And that also made me think about, I was telling a uh, sorry sidebar. I was telling my um I didn't know I was going to talk about this. But I, I mentioned to the the students last night cuz there were moments that I spoke to the students and the moments that I spoke to the parents uh specifically and I just said, "Yeah, I remember." I said told the kids, I like remember these times. Cherish this stuff. The time with your parents cuz you know they they're not always going to be there and when they aren't, you're going to remember and try to have some good memories. And those were good memories where my parents really did support me. And they came to shows. And their time would be if my parents were running late, they would hold the curtain until my parents got there. That's when you're a big fish in a small pond. Um, but I remember my parents saw it. They liked the show or whatever. They liked my performance. And um, it's one of those performances where I was not the lead, but I was a supporting character. And the energy change is supposed to change when I when I when I touch stage and I had two big songs. And um, and the girl that I liked came to that second show that my parents saw. And my dad was giving me (laughs) he was giving me like he was trying to like post game report. He was like. I think you were kind of showing off. I think you're kind of showing off on this one because that girl you like was in the crowd. And I was like, maybe, maybe a little bit. But it wasn't anything that was going to tear, like mess, like mess up the show, mess up the quality of the show. But my dad was like, uh, you know, since he didn't get to coach me that much in sports, he was like, I think you're kind of, you're kind of showing off. You were good, but, you know, it was just kind of. Kind of showing off a little bit. And I think I was. But that was like one time where I was uh, 
where like I had like a girl and that that woman is now married with I think two or three kids. And hindsight is always 2020, but there there should have been other there are a couple other people I should have been pursuing, at least one other person. But then that other person was kind of shady. So I think I did all right. Uh, college was, uh, yeah. They're, they're kind of slim, slim pickings at that school. Anyway, uh, yeah. But, you know, that, that all happens with, with a, you know, in your youth, you, you're not looking past anything. You're just looking at what's in front of you and what happened to you in that moment. And uh, it is what it is. But it made me think about that that Travis Kelsey thing and Taylor Swift. I would be I would be over the moon. Are you kidding me? Like if I if I somehow rose to, to prominence in stand up and acting or I would be. I, that would be amazing to get to see uh, somebody do to get for somebody that I liked or was interested in to come to my shit like that. God, that, that would be crazy. Like if I did something, I was doing a big show in the, in New York city and Selena Gomez, the fact that Selena Gomez would know who I am. I had to think I had to like pause right there. Wow. Sid Fatty knows I exist because she liked, uh, uh, <laughs> responded to an Instagram like comment that I made. Um, but wow. Wow. God bless him. Good luck. Uh, it, it will, we'll see how it pans out. I, I don't, I wish, I wish the best and it's, it's fun it's fun to, to talk about, but I don't I don't wish anybody any any ill will. And it's kind of funny that that's that's a little that they have the interactions between the Swifties and the NFL fans. The Swifties seem to be trolling. I think I I kind of I didn't watch the whole thing, but like I saw someone like a uh, uh, kind of trolling somebody's girlfriend was trolling an NF, her NFL fan boyfriend. I said, Travis Kelsey, I mean, I didn't even know who he was until, <laughs> until Taylor Swift started like talking to him. And the NFL guys are getting mad about that. It's so funny. Like, Travis Kelsey's a two-time Super Bowl winning tight end. He's an all-pro. Probably one of the, one of the best to ever be at, at that position. But the fact that now he's possibly dating Taylor Swift. People are like, I can't. <laughs> I, think it, I think it's funny. I hope, you know. And then this just all usurped Usher's time in the spotlight for do, getting the Super Bowl halftime show. Which I'm happy for Usher. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be great. I think Usher's I've said this for for years. I've been doing this podcast for 10 years, over 10 years now. And he's one of the greats. He's one of the greatest performers ever. I think, you know, like there's 
there's like James Brown, Fred Astaire or something, Michael Jackson. As far as like in the black community, shit. James Brown, uh, as far as like dancing's concerned, Michael Jackson, Bobby Brown. He was just that next, he just took the baton. And I saw somewhere on Joe Button's podcast where I didn't even look at the fucking clip. Where I think somebody on that show said, this Usher getting the Super Bowl halftime show now puts him like near, uh, puts him past Chris Brown. Like Usher was ever fucking behind Chris Brown in his life. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I, I, I don't know. I don't I don't know what people and 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 those dudes are in the music industry. Let me see. I want to see what you know what? I'm gonna be fair. I'm gonna be fair. I'm gonna try to go go and find this rapper. I thought it was I don't know if it was uh if I thought it was a short. I thought it was a short, but I don't think it is. Uh I don't know. I know I saw it. Uh I almost don't Okay. This okay, oh, this wasn't a short. The 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 caption is this helps Usher create separation from Chris Brown. I don't know if um Chris Brown doesn't I think Chris Brown is very talented. I'm not even gonna go all he's a woman beater. I'm not even saying that. I ain't even gonna say it and I shouldn't have even mentioned it. But when we talk about the catalog, I'm not that I'm not super familiar with the last few years. But just prime Usher. There's nobody better. There's no one better who could sing and dance that has hits that puts on a show like that. I'm not talking about like now Beyonce is another level. Beyonce is like iconic. Usher's iconic, but Usher was Usher was out before. That's why they don't they don't just give residencies to anybody. They give residencies to legends. Is Usher a legacy act? It's so hard to say. It's so hard to like Cause that just that means I'm getting old, but Usher's like I think Usher's forty five. Usher, he's forty four. I think his birthday is soon, so he'll be forty five. Yeah, he's two years older than me. He'll be forty five this year. But he's been doing it for so long, so con- he's so consistent. He's incredible, man. I just I I don't I don't like how. And I feel like Joe Budden should know that. Joe Budden's the same age as me. Joe Budden's got to be. Joe Budden. Joe Budden's 40. He's born in 80, right? 
He's 43. Yeah, he just turned 43 late August. I'm older than him. He should know better than that. I think maybe is that trying to appeal to young people by saying that I got to watch the clip. But Usher is, um, that's going to be a great Super Bowl performance. That's going to be probably one of the best ones. I just hope that nobody, people in their 40s and up don't hurt themselves while they're trying to dance and watching this show. Nobody's clicking away from that. I just don't like how people get treated, man. This business just eats people up. And to try to, I, I remember people making fun of him when he had like a, he had like a medley. He did like this, um, I don't know if he did this medley during the BET Awards or, or something a few years back. And people were like, somebody's trying to say he didn't have any hits or somebody talk shit. It's just like, you just don't know what you're talking about. You just don't know what you're talking about. I'm, I'm appalled, Joe Budden. I'm appalled. But I do have to watch. I should watch this clip. But just off the off the rip, looking at this caption. What are you what are you doing? What are you doing? That being said, I'm happy for Usher. I think it's going to be fun. Um, Nobody's nobody's stepping away from that. Nobody's stepping away from that performance. He's one. Of, he's one of the greats. He's a generational great. He's somebody who um, took the baton from Michael Jackson and um, carried on tradition. And I don't know, like, if there's. I mean, because because we had like we had Omarion and Chris Brown. If anybody, t- Chris Brown's super popular too, but he's not Usher. They tried to give it to Justin Timberlake. No. It's not the same. It's like when people. I don't know why they always do this to black to black um, artists. They always pit them against each other and they don't do it with white artists. I'm and I'm contributing by saying I feel like I'm partially contributing to this by talking about Chris Brown in that way. It's clear that Chris Brown is super talented, but Usher, he is not. It's like, it's like comparing, uh, how do I want to say it? It's like comparing Jerry Rice to like Andre Reed. It's not fair. Was Andre Reed, Andre Reed, I think is, uh, is Andre Reed a hall of famer? I think he might be. He got to four Super Bowls. Hall. I think he is. Yeah, he was inducted in 2014. He's the Hall of Famer. He's not Jerry Rice. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He's not. So, I mean, I just, I don't, I don't like that. They don't do that. With, they don't do that with white artists. They don't always try to pit them against you. And I think black people, I think we do that. We, I think we just do that in general. I don't, I don't even, and I don't even think it's, um, oftentimes it's not even malicious. But 
I don't like that disrespect to people who are uh, who are generational greats. I I just I don't have I don't have time for that. I've seen him. I've seen him with my own eyes in 2002. Usher Nas and Faith. He headlined. He was he was amazing. I've got two D, two of his concert DVDs. He he fucking crushed it. Um. All right. I think that'll be I think that'll be great. Uh, TV stuff. Well, I got to We'll get out of here soon. TV stuff. Reservation Dogs. The finale. It was really good. Uh, I think Veronica and I are the only one. Veronica's the only one I know who watches. And um, I was texting her about it. And I was like, oh, did you cry? And I don't think she did. And she asked me, did you cry? I was like, no. But I almost got toward during one of these scenes. I almost it almost got me. But I really like that show. I think they I think they ended it strong. I thought that when they tried to get a little expansive with the elders of the show, when it was like, I kind of like, I was like, uh, I don't know if they were established enough for me to, to warrant that flashback episode, but it was still good. But I, I think on a second watch of the series in its entirety, I'll be able to appreciate that a lot more. Cause I like the focus on the kids, uh, like the uh, and them really dealing with. I don't I don't want to spoil too much, but them dealing with the loss of their friend, uh, the community, and and because I think what a lot of what that culture is about is about community and um, carrying on tradition, no matter how things progress. Um. um in life, I think community is important, and I really, I really did uh, enjoy that show. It was good. It was very. Um, it's like this this insular thing that that they they made universe. Really, it's about family and community. I I liked it. Very very strong way to end that show. Uh, it was good. I like when shows end well and when they know there's going to be an ending and they just end it and they're like, OK, this is it. Another show. I was pleasantly surprised by this show. I thought it was over. I don't know if it's I thought they, they did two seasons of this show. This show called Starstruck. I'll read. I'll read the blurb about the whole show. It's a. A BBC show that also comes on HBO Max or now Max or whatever. All right, let me read this uh, Google blurb and see if it's good enough. Written by and starring Edinburgh Comedy Award winning comedian, writer and actor Rose Montefeo. Starstruck follows the life of Jessie, a millennial who lives in East London. She juggles between her two jobs in order to afford the overpriced apartment that she shares with her best friend, Kate. On New Year's Eve, she hooks up with Tom, and she soon discovers that he is a famous film star. Their worlds could not be more different, yet fate keeps bringing them together under the most extraordinary circumstances. It's a comedy. It's cute. Rom-com-y. I liked the first season. The second season came out uh, last year, 
And then shout out to Charmaine on Instagram and Twitter. She uh, had it in her stories that it was out uh, on out last week. And I was like, oh, shit. I didn't know this was coming back. And so uh, I was like, I know what I'm doing with my Friday. I don't have no show. I, I have to cancel my show, my spot. I watched that. It was six episodes. It's like a half an hour a piece. So I watched that, and it, it's good. It's, if you want something that's pleasant and cute, uh, I think uh, Rose Matafeo, I hope I'm saying her name right, is is really charming. Uh, I like her a lot. I like her a lot, actually. I think she's really charming, and she's funny. Um, the the guy who plays her, her love interest... He's one of the... Oh, Nikesh Patel. Um, no relation to Nimesh Patel. I don't know. They might be related. But I really like their chemistry. Um, it's just a fun show. It's just fun and pleasant. You could probably fly through... If you get really locked in, you could fly through it in a weekend, all three seasons. So that's like 18 episodes. Um, really cute and pleasant. I really dug it. Uh so I recommend that because it's hard to find. Like I came home last night from the show and I was looking for something to watch and there's so much out. But then I thought like I thought like I wanted to start that lioness show with Zoe Saldana. I was like, ah, it's kind of actiony. I don't want to go to sleep on that. And then I decided on Manchester, <laughs> Manchester by the sea. And I was like, oh, I'll just watch that. And that's a heavy-ass movie. I don't know why. I don't recommend that. I don't think I had any bad dreams or anything. But I just was like, uh, I just I think there were some good performances in it. And I I did like the movie. I'm a, I'm a Kenneth Lonergan fan. But uh, that probably wasn't the best choice. But I just, I was like, I haven't seen this in a while. I'll watch it. Um... So I recommend that, and let let's do a let let me give you a music recommendation, and we'll do a, a couple movies real quick, and I'll leave you to your lives. Uh, Kenyon Dixon came out with an album this past week called "The R and B You Love." Normally, those of you that have been following this podcast for a long time know that on my way to shows, I normally like to listen to hip hop and uh, to get focused and hyped. Uh, but I was kind of in a different kind of uh, a different mood. So I I said, OK, this is a new album. Let me check it out uh, so I can talk about it on the pod. Kenyon Dixon is one of these dudes, man. He's one of them ones. He's consistent, puts out good material and he he knows his audience and he knows the type of music he wants to put out. And he's really inspired by the stuff that. I was growing up on, uh, he's 34. So he's like, I'm almost a day. De- I got almost a decade on him. Uh, so he was definitely listening to some of the same stuff that I was listening to when I was, uh, in my early adulthood, late teens, early twenties. Well, anyway, guy's really talented and he, he make he has some good shit and it's like, he some of it's like he's at a radio station some of it's he's like talking to this woman i guess he's meeting out at a club or something he's like yeah girl um you know they're trying to get to know each other and it's cool it's it's really cool and um 
I think it's just a good if you're looking for like that quality R and B. He's doing it. He's do and he's doing it really well. I think he's I think he's a super talented guy. He's just like I'm a singer. I'm talking about this love shit, and uh, we 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 gonna do it. And that's how he is. He's he's official, man. So if you're into that type of music, I think you'll enjoy the R&B you love. I really, I really, my favorite records just of his in general, not on this album. Uh, but if you if you want to get an introduction to him, I would go with my favorite song of his is called is Love on Replay. Second favorite is this record called Dream of Me. Uh, Love on Replay is he's it's a it's a song that he has with an artist by the name of Tiffany Goucher. Dream of Me is just him. Listen to those two songs first if you've never heard of them, and see what you think. And if you like those, listen to more. That's all I gotta say. If you're into that, if you're into this kind of stuff, man, I think you will. I think you'll rock with them. It's really good. Um, uh, let's do a couple movies and get out of here. All right. I went, went to the theater to see dumb money. Um, I saw that on this past Monday and I'll read you this blurb here. Dumb money directed by Craig Gillespie. When the game was rigged, they changed the rules. Internet, internet commentator, Keith Gill sinks his life savings into GameStop stock and posts about it. When his social posts start blowing up, so do his life and the lives of everyone following him. As a stock tip becomes a movement, everyone gets rich until the billionaires fight back and both sides find their worlds turn upside down. This stars Paul Dano, Pete Davidson, America Ferreira, Nick Offerman, Anthony Ramos, Sebastian Stan, Shailene Woodley, and Seth Rogen, and a lot of other people. I really like this one. I gave this four stars on Letterboxd. This is based on a true story, what happened really a, a couple of years ago. Um, and I didn't truly understand everything that was going on. Like, I knew, like, the I had an idea, but this did a great job of explaining because I didn't know much about stocks, and I it was for... For somebody who's uh, not well versed in this, I was really, I was really engaged. I was really into it. I thought I'm, I'm gonna just gonna say it. I don't know if any, I, I haven't heard anybody else say this, but I really did like Paul Dano's performance in this. He anchored this film really well. Um. I thought, you know, this is early, like, it's super early, but I thought it was Oscar-worthy because he does have a speech. I think it's a good performance throughout the whole film, but I just thought, I was like, oh, this is Oscar-worthy because all you need, you need to have a great performance, but if if you got a speech that really showcases stuff and really brings everything home, he had one of those. Now, I don't know who else is in the running. I mean, I would assume that Leonardo DiCaprio and this Killers of the Flower Moon that's coming out in a couple weeks is probably going to be a front runner. I don't know. I'm not sure what else is kind of 
in that realm of getting nominated. But I thought this was one of the best male performances that I've seen this year. I'll, I'll tell you that from my from my humble opinion, you know. Um, and I really and I thought you know America Ferrero is great. Pete Davidson kind of plays this the same guy that he always plays like a stoner and stuff. He had a couple funny moments. He's fine. Uh, but it was really focused on like Paul Dano and, and um, America Ferreira, Anthony Ramos a little bit um, from the perspective of the, 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 the guys in the hedge, hedge fund. It was, we had um, uh, Nick, Nick Offerman and, and, and uh, Seth Rogen Sebastian Stan uh, played one of the guys who was uh, the, uh, the owners of uh, Robin Hood, which was the app that the the people traded their stocks on and all that. And it really explained how, how everything worked a lot like uh, the big short did a few years earlier than this. Um, but I the big short is another one that I need to see again. Um, but I really did like it. It was very entertaining. Um, I don't know how long this is going to be in the theaters. It was in wide release, uh, I guess, on the 15th of September. Uh, but it was one that I wanted to catch. Um, yeah, I, I dug it. I was really um, impressed by it. I, I didn't know. I really didn't know what to expect. So I, I did. I did like it. Let's go to this film. Reptile. Shed the lies. Following the brutal murder of a young real estate agent, a hardened detective attempts to uncover the truth in a case where nothing is as it seems, and by doing so, dismantles the illusions in his own life. This was directed by Grant Singer, stars Benicio del Toro, Justin Timberlake, Alicia Silverstone, Michael Pitt, of all people, and Eric Bogosian. I like this one, man. I, I love detective films and TV shows. Benicio Del Toro is an Oscar winner. He's uh, always great. And I saw the trailer to this, and it's on. this is on Netflix. And it just came out on Friday, and I, I, I had forgotten that it was coming out. So when I saw the trailer, I, I remember sending it to Tim, or Tim might have sent it to me, I believe. And I was like, oh, shit, this is, yo, this looks really good. And I just happened to turn on Netflix on f- Friday night. I was like, oh, I didn't know. I didn't forgot this one was coming out. I didn't realize. So I was like, I'm going to watch it. Um, I did like it. I It's a solid. It ended up being just like a solid three-star movie to me. Um, a lot of red herrings in this one. I liked Michael Pitt. I hadn't seen Michael Pitt in anything in a long time. He's a, a Dawson's Creek alum, and he's also in one of my favorite movies of all time, Finding Forrester. So I always have love for him, but it was it was good to see him. He was playing like a character role who was kind of a I don't want to give anything away, but it was it was just good to see him. And I like the movie. It's just solid crime drama. And uh, I really don't want to spoil too much. And it's, you know, it's uh, it's just one to check out. It's on Netflix. The stakes aren't that high for you. If you just want to see something 
and have a good time, this one is there for you. Um, okay. I think that's it for this week. Um, I am, uh, yeah, that's it for this week. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening, everybody. I really, really, really appreciate you. And I will talk to you next time. Take it easy, everybody.